Welcome to Driven in Her Purpose. This is a show that brings women together, women who are answering God's calling in their lives every day and living in their purpose with confidence. I started this show with the purpose of bringing together a community of women who are dreaming, doing, and making an impact on the world using their talents, their gifts, and their life experience. I strongly believe that having a supportive and spirit-filled community is instrumental to starting and growing any business. I believe that women need to be united and lift each other up and help each other shine. With God as our guide, we can do anything. So are you ready to join us? Then let's do this together. Welcome back to another episode of Driven and Her Purpose. I'm Rosie Leonora, your host, and I am so, so happy that you can join me today. Today, we have another special, special guest. Truly, it is an honor to have her with me, with all of us. Her name is Stacy Wallace. Stacy is a leading expert in the field of business, psychology, growth hacking, and personal life mastery. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Stacy. And Stacy, hello, welcome to the show. Oh, it's so exciting to be here. I'm honored, very excited to be able to talk to your folks and hopefully get some people some traction to get some better outcomes in their future. So thank you so much for having me on here. Yes, indeed. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself to start off? Absolutely. Well, uh, first off, I'm a mom of two amazing young adults that love God with all their heart and are powerful, what I would call serial entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm the wife of 25 years to my husband, Larry Wallace, and uh, we have had a ministry for many, many years. I've been in uh, ministry for over 30, 33 years and uh, in business, corporate America for over 35 years. So we have a tremendous background in both the area of helping people transform their lives as well as helping people transform and grow big companies. Uh, we have, uh, you know, I, I'll give you the, I'll give you all the good news and then we'll talk about how we got there. Okay. Uh, been blessed to scale companies into the hundreds of millions. Uh, we've built sales teams into the hundreds of thousands. I've had a tremendous career and been able to do very well financially in growing very large organizations. At the same time, you don't get there overnight. And so being able to do that in this season of our lives, we've launched a company. I'm the CEO of Fueled by Fire. My husband is the COO and runs operations of Fueled by Fire. We stepped away from our corporate careers now to be able to help other small business owners uh, be able to up-level their game. Some people are looking to build a six, seven, or even eight-figure business. They just don't know how to get there. So we're taking our years of business expertise and we're teaching them how to do it purpose-driven, highly profitable, and on the foundations of God's word so that they get the outcome of being able to build that big of a business, but to not lose your peace, not lose your family, be able to have a step-by-step -step guide in how to do it and how to do it God's way. So it has been an honor. Now, of course, getting to that point, uh, I've gone through a lot of adversity, overcome a lot of adversity, and I uh, used to be a country music singer and nominated for new female vocalist of the year and went from that into some really big opportunities in ministry and traveling and speaking. And when God called me into a full-time marketplace leadership, I knew that God was going to do something. He was going to use my communication skills in order to give us a platform where we could 
really create a new generation of business leaders, whether it's that stay-at-home mom that's looking to add multiple streams of income to the household, or whether it's the dad that says, you know what, my job isn't enough, I want to start a business, or whether it's that big entrepreneurial visionary that says, you know what, I've hit it to seven figures, but I don't know how to go to the next level. God has given us a unique ability to communicate practical methods on how to get there. So uh, we're excited. I'm excited today to be with your audience and uh, just to really communicate with you, talk to you, see what you want to talk about and tell you a little bit about how we got there. Thank you so much for sharing that, Stacy. You know, for my listeners, I've been following Stacy and and um, and Larry is your husband's name, right? Yes, uh, yeah. their podcast for a little while now, and I've, I'm just I, I'm I'm always excited to hear what they have to say. They bring such value, and uh, I've also been able to watch her TED. She has a TED talk, which just oh my god, I I was an almost. <laughs> I don't think I told you this earlier, Stacy, when we were off there off the podcast, but I. Like I got teary eyed. I was like, oh my goodness, what an inspirational story. So I guess we can segue into that. So I know that you've overcome a lot in your life. And, and if you can share that a, a little bit about, um, about that with us. And also, um, how does overcoming, because you ha- certainly have, how does overcoming extreme obstacles in life aid you in persevering in business? Well, you know, it's interesting because when you go on these podcasts or you go on TV shows, everybody gets to hear the beautiful part of your story, the outcomes. And it's good because it helps people realize, wow, that person made it. And I always said, if, if my life ended and people just said, wow, she's successful or wow, she's good at what she does. I feel like I failed because mm-hmm. really that's not why we're here. We're here to reflect God's practical purposes and God's way of doing things. So really success for me is when somebody sees what we've done and says, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. And that's how we create generational wealth. That's how we create duplication. And truly my story started out, my mom and dad were preachers. My dad was a first generation marketplace leader. So he was not only raised in the church and became a pastor, but he also had a very good business development mind and in real estate had big developments and he would raise money and send them into third world countries, particularly Latin America. My grandfather was not only a pastor and leader, but he also had a Bible college. He raised up missionaries and sent them all over the world. So that's why on my website, stacywallace.com, I said, I'm I'm 49% boss lady. I'm I'm what they call a shark <laughs> mm-hmm. and I go for it, but I'm 51% missionary. And that would be the whale side of me or the dolphin side of me. And I really believe that God has raised us up for such a time as this. And he's going to be doing it with a lot of other ordinary people who have ordinary stories like ours, but over time began to recognize patterns that God has placed before us. And then of course, with my background in business psychology, being able to recognize those patterns and put them into modalities that can help other people. So when I was born, I was diagnosed with a disease called cystic fibrosis. Mm. Now for anyone that knows cystic fibrosis, it's a disease of the lung, uh, lungs. I am 52 years old. So back in the day, there was no therapies like we have today for cystic fibrosis. And and ultimately a child usually died by the age of two. And so that was a death curse for my parents. And yet they took me to the the doctor. My mom and dad had a vision of me being a singer and they had a quartet when they were younger and traveled. So they had a dream of me being a singer. 
they took me to the church and they prayed over me and they said she will live and not die and she will proclaim the good news of Christ throughout the nations. And um, that night, now the doctors, I had pneumonia over and over and over again till they finally said, this isn't pneumonia, it is actually cystic fibrosis. Well, obviously they didn't want to give that diagnosis quickly. So that was a death curse for a family back then. And my parents, though, they, they believed in the word of God. They believed that there was miracles possible today. Prayed over me that night from the night they prayed with all the elders of the church forward. I never had another sign of pneumonia nor any form of cystic fibrosis. I was instantly healed. And instead of being a sick baby where my lungs were weak, God gave me five and a half octaves. So like a Mariah Carey or Ariana Grande, I had this massive range of a voice that they began to notice that by the age of two, I was singing Jesus Loves Me sitting on the toilet. By the age of four, they had me on stage singing Jesus, I heard you had a big house and Jesus loves me. And that all the way till I became 16 years old and I started doing Broadway and I started doing off-Broadway shows and uh, picked up by a 21-piece orchestra. So my voice became the access point of my talent that God was going to use in order to put on display and give me an opportunity to be before the marketplace. Uh, interestingly enough, that didn't come naturally. My dad every single day had me practicing. And when I was young, I was skinny. I was scrawny. I was teased a lot because I, I was so skinny. You know, my brother used to say, she's so skinny. She has to run around the shower to get wet. Uh, the boys <laughs> teased me because I was very underdeveloped uh, throughout oh, school. Yeah. And so I had to pick up everything I picked up. I became a fighter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I picked up, I wanted to play basketball. My dad said, baby, I'm never going to tell you, you can't do anything, but it's a tough sport and you're tiny and, and you need to, if they're going to practice for an hour, you're going to have to practice for two hours. And so I developed this mindset. Number one, it's not over till I win, which was one of the first songs I ever wrote when I switched out of being a country music singer back in the day, uh, I was nominated for new female vocalist in country music. And when I got saved and gave my life to the Lord after a devastating divorce and abuse, um, I began writing motivational Christian music. And one of the first songs was, it's not over till I win. Because I had to fight for everything. I didn't come from a, a wealthy family. I didn't have a pedigree. I didn't go to college. Uh, but I believe that God wanted to do something special with my life. I was an ordinary girl from an ordinary Christian family. But I had some deep down on the inside, I had an extraordinary connection with God. And I believe everyone does. I believe everyone has the quote unquote X factor. The X factor is that God has given you something that it's up to you to discover. But once you discover it, it's up for, to you to practice it, to hone it, to put the effort behind it, to surround yourself with the right coaches, the right teams in order for you to become a master at whatever you do. And so Rosa, I, I spent my life, whether it was basketball, whether it was singing, eventually I got involved at 18 years old in network marketing, became the youngest national sales director in a company that sold water filters and, and, and something that was these little pills that were supposedly like juice. And I made a lot of money uh, 18 to 21, I became the, the uh, real kind of little rock star inside that company. But it wasn't because I was talented in any different way. It's because my dad told me I could. Mm. 
Mm. My mom told me anything is possible. Baby, if you can overcome cystic fibrosis, there's nothing impossible for you. We have a generation of people that aren't being told that. They're being told all the things they can't do or why they're different and why they should feel like they should be held back. My parents never did that to me. And so it's led to an extraordinary life. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of pain, a lot of heartache, a lot of crash and burns, houses burning down. But in every circumstance, God has proven faithful and faithful over and over again. And now we want to share that with others by showing them how we've been able to do it. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I, I, you know, I know that just, and just hearing you tell me right here on, on the screen, just in front of each other, having a conversation. um, I feel it even more, you know, because, um, you know, you, (laughs) man, starting from health challenges to, and God completely healing you, right? That's that miracle right there. And then, you know, he had this plan for you. He had, he still does, but he has, he had this plan for you. He's like, you're, you're not, you're not going to go away. You're, you're going to do great things here, daughter. And I just love that because, you know, I know that I'm, I'm sure that we have listeners right now that are facing health challenges or have loved ones, loved ones facing challenges. And um, I hope and pray, we hope and pray that this story encourages you because God is a God of miracles and he heals. And when you're meant to be on this earth, when you have something God wants you to do or some things God God wants you to do, he is going to make sure you do them before you leave and come back home to him. I truly, truly believe that. And I, I am so um, very inspired that God is using you in such great ways. And I really do love that you say, you know, 50, 49% business, right? 51% <laughs> ministry or something like that. Right. And so it's really 51% God, because you show your gratitude, you're giving back. I, I know that you also give back in other ways. And not only are you successful in business, but you are, you and your, your family are, are people who give back in, in great ways. So it is truly an honor to have you here again. And so with that, um, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the business side, because I know a lot of our listeners here, I know for my audience, you know, they they, they want to be inspired. Um, I, I love to bring guests to my show to just from all kinds of areas in business and life and ministry to help inspire our listeners, especially those that perhaps are a little hesitant to get started or maybe have started but have gotten stuck or want to give up. And I, 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 that's why I made the show. I really want my listeners and, and the audience to really feel like, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. And if I've got a mighty God by my side and more, most importantly, right, then I can do anything. So my next question is this. I wanted to ask you about this boom factor, B-O-O-M. I, I, I would love for us to what is it what does it mean to boom i love that acronym explain mm-hmm. it to us that this is this is well, exciting it's powerful because boom first off stands for breaking out of mediocrity if you think like everybody thinks you're going to end up getting the life that everybody gets and interestingly enough most people suffer they go through heartache depression anxiety uh they're locked on prozac they've got uh, health risks. Uh, they're, they're afraid of the economy right now. They're afraid of gas prices. They're afraid of where they're at. And that is a mediocre mindset. And really to boom, I teach something called the chart of transcendence. Um, a number of 
a couple of years ago, 2018, I had this vision that something was going to happen in 2020. Uh, God shows me things. So they call the, that gift a prophetic gift. And um, two weeks before our house burned down, God showed me that our house was going to burn down. Of course, I didn't I, it was a dream. You don't want to think that's going to happen, but it gave me enough pause to reflect on how to get the things that were irreplaceable to us into the front of the house. In case that ever did happen, we would be prepared. Um, the same thing as a 2018 time frame. I, I had this vision about something happening in 2020, and I thought it was going to be a massive earthquake or some type of tsunami. I, I saw the grid going out, that there would be something that would shut the earth down and particularly the United States. And so my husband and I, we were in a season where uh, God had asked us at the peak of our financial career, he asked us to give everything away, to give away all of our money to the poor, to take care of the needy. And uh, we we said, yes, it's, it's, everybody says, oh, I could do that because psychologically wow. you think you can till you actually start giving it away. And he says, more, more, I want you to give it all away till we finally, we, we didn't have, we, we went and uh, even our cars for nine months without a vehicle. Uh, the only thing that we couldn't get rid of was our house. We had it for sale for a year and a half and uh, trying to sell it, but it didn't. So we took it off the market in uh, the end of November, thinking we'll let it go through the Christmas season and then we'll relist it in January. Mm -hmm. On my 50th birthday, 2019, uh, we got a call from somebody who saw it a few months earlier and said, is it still for sale? We said, yes. They said, I want it. We want to buy it, but we want to get it in 20. We need it in 27 days. So that means I had 27 days to get out. We didn't know where we would go, but because I had that dream about the grid going out, my husband and I said, maybe this is when we get our RV. So for, for two years almost, we had been studying RVs, looking at RVs, going, man, wouldn't it be great just to travel for a little bit, take a couple years and just really be with the kids. And our kids were already grown. And so one of the beautiful things is when that house sold, we got the RV January 1 of 2020. So when COVID hit and the world shut down, we were traveling the mountains and the streams and we were able to not be shut down. We were able to really have the best year of our life. Now we wow. were obviously very sensitive to how mm -hmm. other people were being impacted, but the protective covering of God was incredibly um, resourceful to us because it gave us an opportunity to live a life other people weren't living. So to boom means to break out of mediocrity. If we would have been thinking like everyone else, we would have cocooned. But because God gave us the ability to see what other people can't see, he gave us the ability to have a mentality that other people didn't have at that time. Well, that ultimately became another model that we teach. Uh, just uh, about a year later, I had a, a dream and it was this, I was on an elevator and I was going up in this elevator and on this elevator, it went to the 39th floor. And in the 39 floors, there was everything money can buy. There was cars and houses and, and there was families and, and businesses and, and ranches. And I got to the 39th floor and this voice said, I want you to get off the 39th floor and look right. So the doors open up and I look right and there is uh, another door and it says the 40th floor and above. And so he said, I want you to go to the 40th floor and above. Well, when I went over there, there was only one way to get into that door. And that was through a conversation with Christ. Mm 
And so I ended up getting on that door. And when that door opened up, it opened up to an entirely new realm of living. That's where the fruit of the spirit was sourced. So there was love, joy, peace, patience, kind of, and there was no conflict. There was no, it was, it was almost like heaven on earth, but it was the 40th floor and above. And then, so the 40th floor was complete uh, fruit of the spirit. The 41st floor was, and it was, the, the 40th floor was like this yellow, this bright yellow. The 41st floor was signified with a turquoise and that was complete oneness with the father. It was a, it was a oneness with God. And that's where Jesus said, I am one with the father. I don't take a step without hearing from him. It's having the mind of Christ. Well, if you have the mind of Christ and COVID happens, you don't freak out. He didn't freak out. If you have the mind of Christ and, and all of a sudden you get a diagnosis of cancer or disease or cystic fibrosis, you don't freak out because you have this transcendent ability to have a boom break out of mediocrity. And so it became the premise for all of our coaching, all of our consulting, everything we do with CEOs, influencers, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, is we teach them how to operate in that boom mindset, break out of mediocrity, how to operate in transcendence so that they tap from income, which is where you have a job, you're just making enough, barely enough, sometimes not enough, to wealth, which is more than enough. So you have the ability to actually invest in generational wealth, but there's a realm beyond wealth. And there's a lot of people who are wealthy that are still not happy. They don't have peace. Uh, they basically sold themselves out for a job that pays a lot of money, but they lose their family. They lose their marriage. Beyond wealth is abundance. And abundance is where Jesus operated, where he could just go pu pull a coin out of the fish's mouth. And there was blessing wherever it was needed. He was able to access it. So that's what we teach people is how to access the, what, what I believe as believers, we're supposed to walk in that. We're supposed to have multiple streams of income. We're supposed to be able to understand and rightly divide the truth. So we don't get caught up in some of the same pressures we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And okay. here's the thing, Rosa. Mm -hmm. It's a narrow gate. Very few people, very, 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 very few people will find this way. Mm -hmm. They'll end up in income and wealth. They'll end up in the 39th floor and below, but they'll never access the abundance of the small gate. Scripture says wide is the gate that leads to destruction. And really what it means is everything that is destructible, just mass form, uh, cars, houses, wide is the gate that people will lead there, but narrow, small is the gate that leads to eternal life, eternal abundance. Well, here's the interesting thing. We believe eternal life, eternal abundance doesn't start when you die. It starts now because Jesus says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus was here to show us that there is a heaven. He was heaven on earth. He was epiphany. The name of our, our ranch and our outreach is called epiphany ranch. So we've got fueled by fire, which is our, 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 our business where we coach CEOs, thought leaders, uh, small business owners on how to scale their business. We've got the Fuel by Fire podcast. We've also got EM Women, which is our nonprofit organization where we rescue and redeem the lives of women and girls who've gone through trafficking, abuse, molestation, domestic violence. Wow. We have transitional mm -hmm. homes now on Epiphany Ranch 
where we bring them in and we help them not after they graduate from our four stage process, embrace, educate, equip, and empower. Mm -hmm. We bring them in now for transitional living to teach them how to now operate in kingdom authority, where we send them out as lawyers and doctors and thought leaders uh, throughout the world. So everything that we're doing is operating from a different perspective. And that in answer to long answer to your question is what it means to boom. Wow. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I don't even, I, I got chills like twice when you were telling me this stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like blown away. And thank you so much for, for sharing all that and for doing all that you're doing. Um, so speaking, so, you know, getting into this abundance, I, I, I was really amazed by this uh, visual you gave, because this is, this is a really, um, this is this kind of explains a lot i think when people get stuck and they'll they'll maybe stay you know they'll get so far and they'll stay in one place and and they won't live in the land of abundance and um and then on top of that you know just going back a little bit just seeing how god has you know you you guys sold everything you gave everything away you you had you know this story with you know buying the rv and and the timing god just you just trusted god's voice and god took care of you in more ways than you can imagine. Um, and so again, going always, it always goes back to God, doesn't it? It's an amazing, God is, it God is awesome. <laughs> it was so difficult because it, it sounds, it's easy to say we gave everything away. There were nights I was fetal. God, what on earth am I doing? This is the, my kids were like 16 and 18 years old, 16 and 17 years oh, old. Oh, wow. And that's when your kids are needing dresses and needing makeup and needing stuff. They're wanting to drive cars and we were in a place where we were, you know, they would come and we didn't have a car for, for nine months when we would say, yet we could, because I was being offered, my husband, Larry was being offered positions, high level CMO level positions in companies, but the Holy Spirit would say, I didn't tell you to do that. I told you, I want you to trust me. I want you to learn how to receive fishes, coins from the fish's mouth. I want you to learn how to tap in, not to money, not to the system of wealth, but to my ability to produce abundance. And so that season, you know, my kids would, my daughter would come and tell me she needed something. My son said one day he needed a new belt. And I was like, baby, you need to get a job. So it was a total shift for our family. But in that, and, and it's like your, your show was called, you know, that, that you use the word purpose. What, what is the power of that word? There's so many people, they think they're searching for their purpose, but we all have one purpose. You know, your purpose is not your job. Your purpose is not, I'm a doctor, that's my purpose, or I'm a, I'm a mom, that's my purpose. No, that's a role. And if you don't understand the difference between a role and a purpose, you'll live your entire life for your kids, and then they'll graduate, fly the nest, and they'll leave your house, and you'll think you no longer have a purpose. And you'll get to a stage of your life and you'll be like, not, now what's my purpose? Mm. Because you were so invested in your role or, or you're in a job and you're in a job for 23 years. And next thing you know, the company closes down and you're like, I've got to find a new purpose. That's not the way God works. Purpose is divinely orchestrated at birth. Before I formed you in your mother's new womb, before you were born, I set you apart with a purpose to be a prophet to nations. What does that mean? To reflect God daily. So yeah. you go all the way back to the angels in heaven. Lucifer was created to reflect the glory of God. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden were created with the crown of glory, it says in, in Psalms. It says to reflect the glory of God. 
So Mm -hmm. no matter who's listening right now, no matter what your job is and what your job isn't, maybe you're right now and you're you're listening, you're over listening because you're sitting on the side of the street, you don't have a job, you're homeless, but you're hearing it coming out of somebody's car right now. You have a divine purpose right where you're at. And that is to reflect God right there on the side of the street, reflect God in Walmart, reflect God at Macy's, reflect God at Neiman Marcus, reflect God when you go into surgery and you're putting your hands into someone's brain to do brain surgery, reflect God at Chick-fil-A. No matter what your role is, Mm -hmm. reflect God daily. And Mm -hmm. when we do that, we maximize our divine purpose. Amen. Amen. Wow. You're like preaching it, girl. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) This is amazing. All right. Well, I'm going to get to our our semi-last question, let's just call it. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the 1% factor. Can you you expand on what that is? And um, for our listeners, what is the 1% factor? Well, it started actually when I was a little girl, like, like I said, I played basketball. I wasn't, I wasn't very good at all. I had to do granny shots where you put it between, cause I was so weak. I didn't have enough strength to get it up to the hole uh, of the hoop. And my dad just, you know, he felt sorry for me, but he, he was just one that would never tell me I can't do something. He'd never mm-hmm. give me any inkling of a belief that, that it was impossible. He just told me, you're just going to have to work harder. So I would start playing basketball and he'd say, if the girls are going to play for an hour, you need to play for two and you need to practice. If the girls shoot five free throws, you need to shoot 25 free throws. And every day he said, just get better by 1% every single day. And and you don't have to be uh, Michael Jordan overnight, but you got to understand Michael Jordan didn't play like Michael Jordan did either. He got cut from the high school basketball team, but he got better and better where others were looking for big leaps he was just looking for consistent growth every single day. And so, of course, I, I started that way. I started playing basketball. The next thing you know, I was, instead of shooting three free throws in a row, I was shooting 10 and then 25 in a row. And then I got picked for the Junior Olympic team. And then I ended up getting picked for the Olympics to sing in the Olympics. And so the, it was always with incremental practice of any skill set. The only, and I don't believe there's anything I don't think there's anything I couldn't do unless there was a physical limitation. I believe I could be a, a brain surgeon. I believe I could be a lawyer. It would just require me to practice 1% every single day, learning, educating, doing something. So a lot of people get to a certain phase of life and they're like, I just feel so behind the eight ball. I don't know anything about Instagram. I don't know anything about TikTok. I don't know anything about reels or social media. And it's just so frustrating. I don't, I just feel like I'm, it's just too late. It's never too late. You just have to pick up whatever bat you're going to swing, swing for the fences every single day, get better bit by bit. And when you do that, what happens is you put pressure on your limitations. So the power of boom, if you think of the sonic boom, the sonic boom is pressure creates trajectory. So if we use pressure to create progress in our lives, it's like a bow and arrow. So a bow and arrow, you know, the the arrow doesn't go just forward naturally. It it has to require that pullback, that tension of the bow Mm -hmm. to set forth the trajectory. It's the same thing with the sonic boom. The plane going super, super fast through the air, it doesn't make the boom by itself. It's the pressure that it's breaking through 
that creates the boom. So when we press through those negative voices, which are almost 99% of the time, your real obstacle, it's not money, it's not people, it's not surroundings, it's not your color, it's not your size, it's not your lack of education. What it is, is it's, it's the fact that most people quit. They don't push through the pressure with consistency. But when you do and you create that boom, that breakout of mediocrity, what you do is you change your elevation. You are now able to operate like an eagle instead of a chicken peck in the ground. You're soaring above the, the storms. And so when we do that and we teach this practically in business, whether it's marketing or branding, or, or we're teaching this to an athlete that needs to break through a mental barrier, it's the mindset reset that really inhibits most people from pushing through to their next, uh, hiring their first VA, being able to get their website up, getting their first online digital launch actually launched and playing out. Taking those leaps of faith is usually not a money issue because there's a lot of money in the world. It's usually a mindset issue or a perspective issue. And so the 1% model is basically just having 1% micro progress every single day. We don't do dream boards. We don't do vision boards. I love them. I think they're better than doing nothing. But what we do is we do manifestation boards, which means we write out your goals. Then we say, what is the bigger vision behind the why of those goals? And now what is the plan for each goal in order to get it to manifest? Because a dream without a plan is nothing but wishful thinking. And so there's a lot of people looking at their dream board, looking at their dream board, and they end up with a few things, but a lot of the things don't manifest because they don't have a plan for who they need to talk to. You know, maybe you don't know anything about real estate. Find three people who are better than you and ask them to be your scaffolding. What is your scaffolding? The people and the coaches you put around you in order to help you go to the next level. Well, when you do that and you apply pressure to it to manifest that plan, every single day. Like if you say, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars, we say, okay, how much time? Well, I've got, I've got 10 months. Okay. That's a, that's 10,000 a month you need to make. Okay. Now let's break that down into, uh, let's break that down into weeks. So how much do you need to be making per week? And then we, well, what we're doing is reverse engineering every single goal so that you know what to do every single day, 1% micro progress every day. And that's how you manifest big dreams. That's how Oprah did it. That's how Bill Gates has done it. That's how TD Jakes has done it. That's how Lisa Bevere has done it. It's micro progress. Now mix that with the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. And you might get two or 3% per day. You might get timber. You might get a big push by God, but anything is possible inch by inch it's all a cinch. <laughs> I love that inch by inch is all a cinch. You know, that's, that makes so much sense. You know, it's funny. I, I will say when you were talking about the basketball example, um, first of all, the amazing, amazing, your, the accomplishments, you know, by, by your dad, just your dad looks like your dad was really such a, such an amazing person and such an instrumental person in your life, which, which is awesome by itself. Um, but then just seeing your, your, um, your progress and and how you made it to where you made it in, in sports like in basketball i was uh, also thinking about my son he's 14 i have two sons i have a 19 year old a 14 year old and a three-year-old daughter and my 14 year old loves 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 basketball i mean like mm. He will name you every player. He knows every score of every, every, I don't even, you ask him any stat, he will tell you. He 
is really he actually just made a traveling team as well and so I'm, I'm really proud of him um but just you know what i see in him is he has you know he, weekly he would get coaching by an amazing coach by the way um and and every time i'd watch him practice it, it was a, a different strategy or maybe the same strategy sometimes and just a little more and a little more and a little more so i was thinking about that when you were when you were saying the that example so um and then so this this is amazing um stacy you know what what you have been able to do you and your husband your whole family uh to me it, it's just so, so inspiring and just hearing about how you um not just overcame a lot of challenges which is already a lot but you you continue to put God first in your life and you continue to always credit and give glory to God for everything. It's like you said, you mix that with, you mix all that with the Holy spirit. It's you got two or 3% or, or more. Right. And so, um, I love that about you. I love that about your, your, your business and what you do also in your, your ministry and how you help other, other girls, you know, that, that mm -hmm. the EM ministry, um, EM program, right. EM women. Um, EM yeah. women, EM women. Empowering women, yeah. Amen. Um, amazing, amazing. So you are truly a light in this world, and I am truly grateful for you. And I know so many listeners today have been super inspired. And with that, I always like to ask uh, two questions at the end. Uh, first of all, what is your favorite motivational quote? And secondly, what is, or at least one of your favorites, because I know I have a bunch. <laughs> one of your favorite motivational quotes and just to get to know you a little bit better in that sense. And then also, what is one of your favorite scriptures? I would say one of my favorite motivational quotes is from a dear friend of mine who's passed away. His name was Zig Ziglar. He wrote the foreword on my first book. And he was one of the greatest, most powerful communicators of motivation. Uh, that I think our planet has ever had. Just a man of God, loved God. Uh, but he said, you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. And that has always been a, a really powerful quote of servitude. You know, not how can I get to the top, but how can I help enough other people get to the top? And, you know, when the tide rises, all boats rise. Uh, my favorite scripture without question, I've got a lot of them, but our family, we operate according to a creed. I've had my children since they were two years old, memorize the prayer of Jabez, oh Lord bless us indeed, enlarge our territory, let your hand be upon us, keep us from evil so we'll be free from pain. And from two years old when they couldn't really say it to today when they're 20 and 21 years old and operating independently as just powerful, powerful leaders, um, it has been very a very, very significant scripture for us, but that would not be my favorite. It would be an important one. Uh, we have a family creed that they said every single night that we wrote out, I am who God says I am. I have what he says I have. My eyes are fixed on his face. My ears are attuned to his voice. And it's pretty long, but my kids to this day, even at 20 and 21, they still have that memorized so that they can meditate on it. But our family scripture, and it has been proven in our lives, over and over and over again is Romans 8, 28. All things, even the seemingly worst things, even the devastating things, even the fires and the houses and even the sickness and disease, even opposition that some people give credit to the devil for. I believe all things. If it can get to you, God wants to get a message about it through you because God allowed it 
God, it didn't just get to you. It didn't just sneak in. God had to allow it. So all things, Romans 8, 28 says, work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. That means no matter what you're facing today, no matter what you're going through, no matter how deep in a hole you feel like you are, God has a plan to use this to reflect his glory and to give you an opportunity to stand on a mountaintop and, and let your light shine. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing that amazing scripture and amazing quote. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Stacy. It has been an honor. Uh, I could, I could speak to you all day long and just be just sitting here like, wow, just be super inspired by you. Thank you so much for what you do for you, what your family does. Um, we truly, truly are. I know that we are all inspired by just hearing you today. And um, so lastly, you know, and I, I don't want to forget this because it's really important. I'm sure I'm going to have listeners going, oh my gosh, I want to hear more from Stacey. How can I get in touch with her? So how can we, how can we, and how can our listeners uh, connect with you? How can my listeners connect with you, Stacey? Well, the first thing I would say is we do a free mastery course uh, that I would encourage everyone to get registered registered for okay. at FBF, which stands for Fueled by Fire, fbfchallenge.com. It's 100% free. I give thousands, I give over $20,000 in prizes away thousands and thousands of dollars worth of free coaching, free training. Uh, I would encourage folks to really plug into that fbfchallenge.com. And uh, if you want to tap into M Women or my books, I've got a book called Fueled by Five, I've got eight books. If you want to tap into all of our resources, you can go to stacywallace.com, uh, S-T-A-C-I, Wallace, W-A-L-L-A-C-E.com. I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, but go there and uh, make sure that you follow me on social. Everything is at Stacey. Stacey Wallace. And I would love to hear from your listeners just to know that they, they listened and uh, I've got, I've always got free giveaways. So if you tell me that you are on uh, Rose's show and you heard this, I will make sure that we send you uh, some free giveaways as well. We love to do that. And Rosa, you are absolutely beautiful. I love what you're doing. I love the leadership that you're bringing and the excellence uh, that you're putting forth. And I just look forward to working with you more in the future and having you on our Fueled by Fire podcast. Thank you so much, Stacey. Truly, it is an honor. I can't wait for that. That would be amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for your words of encouragement. I, I truly appreciate that. Um, and by the way, uh, I cannot believe your age. If you weren't a Christian, if you weren't a Christian, I'd say you're lying. <laughs> I'd say, oh my goodness, this woman looks amazing, amazing. Oh, you are beautiful and gorgeous, inside and out. So again, thank you for being on our show. And uh, ladies, I will see you in the next one. Hey, sister! Real quick, if you received any encouragement from this podcast. The best way you can thank me is by going over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. The more reviews that are on the podcast, the more women that can be reached so that they can also be encouraged and inspired as they dream and do for the glory of God, just like you. May God bless you and guide you as you pursue and grow your God-given dreams.